Amen. Come with me in your Bibles, Genesis chapter 11. Uh, the, the title of my message this morning is Launch Requirements. Launch Requirements. I just thought it's the beginning of, of a new year. And I know many, many years ago there was a, a movie uh, Leanne was pretty obsessed with, with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> called Failure to Launch. Thank you, Kayla. At least somebody's honest on the front row. And uh, called Failure to Launch. Failure to Launch. And, uh, and that there's, there's, a, there's, a real, there's a real deal, there's a real lesson in that yeah. failure to launch. We, we uh, is that Joseph? Joseph! Stand up, Joseph! He just got married 10 days ago? How many days ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. New set and wouldn't last. You got, um, but I wasn't, I wouldn't even. How is it? How is it? Two weeks. You're amazing. How, how fantastic was Joseph in Twisted? <laughs> Joseph, you're just such a legend, and your beautiful bride is one of the, the loveliest humans. Like, she is just beautiful inside and out. What you guys are going to do together is going to be extraordinary. But I, I was just so, so blessed. Like, I'm looking at the calendar and then I see not only you on the platform, but then I see your bride on the platform. And it's like it's days away from weddings. And thank you for your commitment. Thank you for doing such a fantastic job. Thank you for just who you are. Can we just one more time just honor Joseph? <clears throat> what, what a year you're about to have. No wonder, no wonder you're smiling. You're beaming. Look at you. <laughs> Marriage is a good thing. All right, back to the message. So... <clears throat> In the movie Failure to Launch, it kind of hits a truth that, you know, you, if you have a rocket, that rocket is meant to not kind of blow up on takeoff, but it's, it's meant to launch. If you have a boat, it's meant to launch. In the Bible, there's a, a, this wonderful little peculiar verses that God puts in there that you think, my God, like, has God got ADD like Pastor Jurgen? Because why, why would he put there were ships that were meant to sail from uh, Ezion Geber to Ophir to bring gold back to, to Solomon, but the ships never made it out of the harbor. They were destroyed in the harbor. You're like, okay, thanks, God. It's a little, little bit of a rabbit hole, a little bit of a distraction. But, but nothing's in the Bible by accident. And, and God is showing that he, here are these ships that were built for the vision and the purpose of launching out of the safety of the harbor to go to the land of Ophir and bring back gold, but they never made it because they were destroyed in the harbor. They were destroyed trying to play it safe. It, it kind of tells me that you can, in 2023, can I just say to you the first thing, first thing, if you're taking notes for how do I have the best 2023 of my life, don't play it safe. Don't play safe. These boats were in the, how many people know the boats weren't, weren't designed for the harbor? Boats aren't, now, now you, you put them in a harbor, but they're not designed for the harbor. They're designed for the open seas. They're designed to launch it. Des, you weren't designed to just live a safe 
eco geeko friendly life. You were created by God for adventure. You were created to take a risk. You were created to take down a Goliath. You were created to take territory. You were created to advance the kingdom. You were created to engage in a battle. You were created to overcome. You were cre- Don't spend your life trying to play it safe. It's an unbelievable. 2020, we saw people trade freedom for safety. And as one of our presidents said, if you're willing to trade freedom for safety, you deserve neither. And uh, we, we, we're, we're not the people that trade freedom for anything. We're not trading freedom and we weren't created to live a safe life. We weren't created to live a safe life. Life is going to have some risk. Somebody say amen. So here is just some, some launch coordinates, but come with me in the, in the Bible, just so you know I'm not making stuff up. Genesis 11.31, Genesis 11.31. It says, And Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife. And they went out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. So they were leaving the Ur of the the Chaldeans and they were going to the land of Canaan. And they came to Haran and dwelt there. Haran is also Abraham's brother, was also Terah's son. Terah had three sons. One of them was called Haran, but Haran died before his father. And the Bible says when they came to the place that he named Haran, that he named after his son. When he got to Haran, it says they came to Haran and dwelt there. I like the NIV actually a little bit better. The NIV says, and they came to Haran and Terah settled there. He settled there. And then it says, so the days of Terah were 205 years and Terah died in Haran. Where you settle is where you die. Where you, if you settle for, you know what, I'm just going to settle to, you know, I know I got married, but, you know, I married a, a drug addict. I married an alcoholic. I married somebody who really doesn't care. I'm just going to say, you know what, this may not be the best job, but at least it's a job. Wherever you settle. If you settle for putting up with, if you set, well, you know, hey, look, it's a generational curse. It was in my grandfather, it was in my, now it's in, I'm just going to, you know, this is just how it is. Whatever you settle for, where you settle is where you die. Can I just encourage you? Don't settle. Don't settle for anything less than what God has promised. Settle for nothing less than God's best. Make a decision, 2023. Now, we, we used to get some flack. Oh, that, you know, Pastor Jurgen, it's all, you know, bubble gum and candy floss. And, you know, they, they always preach that every year is going to be the best year of your life. Yeah, of course I am. You said that in 2020. And absolutely, 2020, best year of my life. And then it was only eclipsed by 2021. 21, oh my gosh, kick 2020s. 2022, even better than 2021. 2023, going to be the greatest year of my life. Every year, you should have a forward expectancy. You should have hope. You should have believing. Why is that? Because every year, I'm just getting a little bit wiser, getting a little bit smarter. The word's going a little bit deeper. I'm getting a little less stubborn, a little little more complicit with the things of God. That, you know, that, that 
little rebellious heart, that little streak of independence is still kind of in there, learning to submit, learning to surrender, learning to fully trust, learning to fully lean in. You better believe this year is going to be the greatest year of my life. It's going to be the greatest year of your life. You've never been where you are today. You've never had the knowledge. You've never had the friends. You've never had the community. You've never had the faith. You've never had the understanding. You've never had the revelation. We haven't had such great songs. Mikey Yeager hasn't written such brilliant put together such brilliant albums. Our worship team hasn't been as good. Jesse Sullivan hasn't been as handsome. Christian Staples hasn't acted as well as he acted in the last. I mean, it's just unbelievable. The Garcias are better looking than they've ever been. I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little bit sickening if I was honest with you. A little bit sickening. We've got beautiful Cat Sullivan on the preview. I mean, when Cat Sullivan's on the preview... To launch the new year. You know this is going to be the greatest year of your life. When you've got the Contreras's turning up on Wednesday mornings for staff and interns, you know it's going to be the greatest. It's going to be the greatest year of your life this year. Always have that expectation. Let, let, let the naysayers and the negative Nancys, let them, let them have their worst year. Let, let them make fun of you. Oh, you know, you go to that wait in church and you know, everyone's good looking. Everyone's prospering. I know. It's a burden we carry. We all have our cross to bear. Ours just happens to cause us to flourish and prosper and advance and look younger than we are. It's almost like the Bible says he renews your youth like the eagles. It's almost like it's a scripture in the Bible, isn't it? Amen. So anyway, go, go to the next chapter, 12 verse 1 says, now the Lord. So remember, so Terah, Abraham's daddy. And the inference there is Abraham's daddy gets, gets, it's almost like a commission, like a call from God to leave the land of the Ur of the Chaldeans to go down to Canaan. But he can't make it beyond his grief. He can't make it beyond his, his pain. He can't make it beyond his loss. When he, he can't bring himself because this reminded him of, Haran's first step, and, and this is where he, he went to preschool, and this is where, and, and, and even though God is calling him here, he can't, just the, the emotional pain of the past keeps him in Haran, and he dies where he settles. So now the word of the Lord comes to Abraham. Now the Lord said, God speaks to Abraham and says, get out of your country, away from your family, and from your father's house. To a land that I will show you. Now, just, just so you know, God is not a God of division or rebellion. When he says, get out of your father's house, it's not like, hey, you know. Like his father had passed away. Isn't that interesting? His father had passed away. But God, God says to him, even though your, your daddy has passed away and you've buried him and had a funeral, I need you to get out of your father's house. Wow. Well, it's not his father's house anymore. It's passed down to Abraham. It's now Abraham's house. And he's like, even though your daddy's dead, all your memory cells, all your understanding, culture, values is, I need you to get out of your father's house. Even though he is no longer living and breathing, his mindsets, his cultures, his values, his statements are still, even though he is not living, these things are living on. And I need you to get out 
from there. I need you get to get away from there to a land of which I will show you. And there I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The inference there to Abram is, <coughs> Abram, um, <coughs> you need to go. You need to get out of the, the family, the culture, the environment, the mindsets. You need to get out of your father's house. The word for house in the Hebrew is the word bait, uh, which basically means tent. And if you know anything about a tent, a tent has a ceiling on it. It has a limitation. It blocks the sky. It's interesting that Abraham just a few chapters later, is pulled out of a tent again and says, look beyond the ceiling. Now look up into the stars. Stop living under. Every single one of us in 2023, whether you realize or not, now listen, God did not say dishonor your father. God didn't say your dad was a flipping loser. He didn't say that. He says, just get out of your father's tent. Every single one of us, our parents did the very, very best they could. We did the very, very best we could with our four kids. But we look back now and we think, man, if we knew then what we knew now, how differently we would have parented, how, how different things could have, have been. But we did the best with what we had. There's no such thing as the perfect parent handbook. Nobody's written it because there is no perfect parent. So none of us arrived here with, with perfect parents. And we do our best but every single one of us have to come to an understanding where we realize that God is introduced as our Abba, as our Father. And then when we look to God, anything from your parental, anything from your upbringing that conflicts with the Word of God, that conflicts with the things of God, God says, I want you to jettison those things. I want you to just let go of those things. I want you to get out of those things, get out of some of those poverty mindsets, those dysfunctional mindsets, those broken mindsets. I want you to get out of those things, and I want you to go to a land of which I will show you, and there I'll make of you a great nation. Sometimes I think that, that you know, the, the launch requirements require us to, to step out. Can you recognize the dysfunctions? You know, we, we, we did two weeks in Australia uh, in November over Thanksgiving. And, you know, and God bless. It, 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 and you're, you're 100% right. People say, oh, my gosh, did you have a great vacation? And the truth is we didn't have to work. You know, Leanne and I didn't intentionally didn't preach. We didn't want to preach on a Sunday. We didn't want to be doing sermon prep. We had all four kids and two, two daughters-in-law for the first time. It was the most amazing. But if I was honest with you, in the, in the 12 days that were away, two of them were vacation. The other 10 was, you know, uh, stress for me because I'm looking into my, my father and I'm looking into my brother. I'm looking into family and I'm seeing living in them things that I had to put to death, things that, that over the last 20 and 30 years, you know, I had to kind of wrestle these things to an altar and then they're squirming and I'm trying to you know kill the bloody things and uh you know and then you know and then like a horror movie just when you think that you know the 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 devil's dead it sits up in the background and you're like oh you know I thought I killed you and I thought I killed you you did you did I was just anyway and so I thought and so but but I'm looking in them and and that they have no intention of killing these things. These things are running around with little party hats on and, you know, and, you know, doing the, 
like this. I'm like, this stuff's killing your life. It's rough. And it's living in them. I'm like, I had to kill that. So I found it really stressful. Because I'm looking at things that I've had to... God says to Abraham, unless you launch out, I can't make. But if you launch out, I can. This year, let the Holy Ghost take you on, on a deep dive. What are some of the ceilings? What are some of the limitations? What are some of the mindsets that have been robbing you? Make 2023 a year where you are launching out of the, the past, the cultures, the values, the mindsets. Step out of a world culture into a kingdom culture. Every song that we write, we write these songs because we want to create a kingdom culture. Everything thrives in cultures. A culture determines the success of something. We want, we want to create in every one of our campuses a kingdom culture where the kingdom of God can thrive. When the kingdom of God thrives, you're living your best life. You're living your best life. So a couple of quick points. Number one is faith. Faith is launching out. Faith is stepping out. Interesting, God says to Abraham, and Abraham is the father of faith. So it's, it's a fun Fun little deal to, when you read Abraham, just replace his name with faith. Because he's the father of our faith. So God says to faith, God says to Abraham, get out of your father's house. For faith to grow, for faith to be successful, it can't be tied down to mindsets of the past. He says, and I want you to go to, to a land of which I will show you. He didn't say, hey, hey, have you ever been to San Diego? Here, let me show you a picture. This is, this is where he says, no, no, I want you to launch out. Okay, where are we going? I'll tell you when we get there. Yeah. Well, hang on. Can't you tell me where I'm going? And then he goes, no, no, I want you to, I want you to just get moving. Yeah. I want you to get, well, hang on, hang on, Pastor. You know, Vision Builders is coming up, but, but we haven't yet secured. We're still with venture capital. We... we you know, we just started the company. We haven't really got our first pay. We haven't. You, you will find that 90% that of, of life's journey is launching out before the destination, before the thing is ready. Faith moves first. Faith launches out. Faith gets going before it sees the destination, before it sees the success. Faith gets going. So he has to leave his father's house and go to a land of which I will show you. And the Bible says, God speaks to Abram and he says, all the land that you see, I'm giving to you and your descendants. So he leaves, so faith leaves his father's limitations, leaves his father's house, but he carries faith, but the faith is for the generations ahead. What your faith does, don't let it be tied to your past, don't just... God doesn't want you just to repeat. Well, we stand on the shoulders of those who went before us. God bless the great leaders and ministers who went before us. But we're not just meant to repeat what they did. We're meant to exceed what they did. We're meant to lay up your faith creates a legacy. Your faith, what your faith 
our faith is meant to secure is extraordinary. So God's faith comes and he says, leave Sydney and go to San Diego. Well, where are we going to go? I'll tell you when you get there. Well, what's it going to look like? I'll tell you when you get there. And then a vision of one, one church, four locations. How are we going to do? I, I just want one church in one location. But, 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 it was, but the unfolding came. I had no idea that the four would become, you know, a vision of 16. I think this year we're, we're kind of right around eight, I think, right now. You know, it's, it's so, you know, so I've got to make sure I'm staying in, in the, the vision thing. I can't tell you how many times in vision builders we would write something and the Holy Ghost would say, increase it. I'm like, I don't understand how that's going to. But as, as we do, it's amazing how God will, will line things up. There's always a stepping out. This year, let, let your faith go out. Let your faith go out. Faith, faith to be successful has to go out. Has to go out on on a home, John and Becky Lynn Heinrichs. That's not just a house; it's an estate. Faith has faith has got to go out. Put your faith out. Let your faith launch out. This year, make a decision. I'm launching out my faith. Faith is a powerful thing. The Bible says, "By faith they subdued. By faith they conquered. By faith they overcame. By faith they took territory. By faith Abraham. By faith Isaac. By faith Jacob. By faith Sarah. By faith Rahab. Just to stick it to you. By faith Rahab the harlot. She didn't have her life right. She didn't have all the T's crossed and the eyes. She didn't have her life right. She wasn't a godly woman." But you know what? Faith still worked, even in her brokenness, even in her, come on, what's your excuse? Get your faith working this year. What are you believing God for this year? Get your faith going. And what your faith will do, it'll lay up stuff for not just you, but for your descendants, for generations to come. Launch out in faith. Second one is trust. When you read this, the story, which we didn't have time today, but when you read the story, Abraham goes down to Egypt because of a famine and he lies to Pharaoh saying, oh, she's my sister because she's beautiful. And he says, you know, I know the world, he says. He says, I know the world. The world's going to see her beauty and want her. So let's, let's to coexist, to, let's just dilute truth. You ever noticed how kind of, you know, you're around the dinner table with a whole bunch of heathens and you've got to kind of, you can't really, you've got to dilute the, the language and pretend you don't really have great faith and great morals and great, because you don't want to, you're just trying to, well, that's Abraham. He tells a lie. And it's amazing, the immoral, lustful, get upset because he lies to them. It's like, you wanted to sleep with my wife? Oh, but, but I'm, in, I'm the bad guy for telling you a lie. <clears throat> A half-truth. So <clears throat> Abraham, <clears throat> the reason he does this is because he doesn't trust God. He doesn't trust that God can take care of him. I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, kind of coming into the end of 2022, that all sin is just a trust issue. All sin is a trust issue. God said that the first sin, where they ate from the forbidden fruit, God said, don't eat from that tree. The day you eat from that tree, you'll die. And the serpent comes and says, really? <laughs> you won't die. You can't trust God. And so they, they didn't trust God. Why, why, why does a person steal? Because they can't trust that God will provide. Why does a person lie and cheat on their taxes? Because they can't trust that God will. Why does a person not tithe? Because they can't trust God. 
Every single sin comes down to one issue. It's trust. That's why the Bible says, trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. Then he'll make your, your path straight. Your ways will flourish. Your ways will prosper. Make a de- decision this year. Not only are you going to launch out in faith. Not only are you going to let your faith enlarge your territory. Not only get you let your faith lead you. But make a decision this year. This year I'm going to trust God at a new level. Every January 1st or December 31st, that crossover, you know, my beautiful Leanne, he says, oh, you know, what's, what's God asking you this year? And, and I hadn't, I think we just with family and everything, I hadn't really had a chance to. And so I just finally got a moment with God and I just felt him just say, I want you to go to a new level of trust. Go to a new level of trust. This year, just make a decision that one of the, the launch coordinates that you're taking with you is trust. God, I'm going to trust you. You know, Job says, even if he slay me, yet shall I trust him. Even though it looks like God has got a knife in his hand and he's bound me and tied me to the altar, Isaac says, yet will I trust you because I know your love Abba, I know your love, Abram. I know your love, Father, that you waited for me for over a hundred years. And if you've tied my hands and put me on an altar, the obedience that got me is the obedience you're operating in now. And even though I don't understand, I'm not going to resist. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to cry foul. I'm not going to call out and say, he's trying to abuse me. Get him murdered. Get him. He's a murderer. Get him arrested. Put him in prison. Self-preservation, I'm going to trust. Abraham, after waiting for 100 years, has now enjoyed his boy for 12 years. And God says, I want you to sacrifice him as a burnt offering. And the Bible says in Hebrews 11 that Abraham trusted God. He trusted that God, if he put the knife in, that God would raise him from the dead. Faith and trust are two of the most powerful things. All sin is just trust deficiency. Go to a new level of trust. Number three, last one. I can see the red, the red numbers. I'm in trouble already. Number three, I would say courage. Faith. faith let your faith go out this year. Number two, trust at another, another level. Number three is courage. Because it takes courage to launch out takes courage to confront sometimes the pain of our past, the realities of our past, the dysfunctions of our past. I preached a message last week in Salt Lake City called Trace, Face, Erase. And I've had quite a bit of feedback. And if I was honest with you, I didn't really even preach. I didn't even think I even looked at my notes. But there was just a really beautiful flow. It's it's worth listening to. But I remember many, many years ago uh, when we're in New Zealand, there was again a situation. It's an amazing what God has done. At the time, we, we would have liked to have been anywhere else but where we were because it was difficult. But God did it intentionally because there were things in me that if He were to put me in a comfortable, if He were to put me in a hammock in the Bahamas with a pina colada, I would have never have dealt with the dysfunctions on the inside. So He had to put me in a place where there was someone who took advantage of the dysfunctions. And I remember this, this one day, Leanne and I had a big row. We had a big argument. 
and she was right. And she says, you, the reason we have this is because you won't stand up to your bully boss. You won't stand up. And I knew she was right. So I got in my car and I prayed. And this is the prayer I prayed. I said, God, I said, I know what is happening is oppressive. It's manipulative and it's wrong. But God, I look within me because of the father rejection and and I, 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 I don't have within me the strength or the courage that is required for me to, to draw a line in the sand and say, this is no longer accepted. I'm no longer putting up with this level of manipulation and abuse. I said, God, please give me the courage. And I've, the car's pulled over and I'm praying and I'm waiting. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew. I'm like, I'm waiting for God. Any second now that you shall receive power. And I'm prophesying all the scriptures and I'm ready. And nothing. 20 minutes later, nothing. 30 minutes later, nothing. I'm like, come on, God, where the jack? And nothing. And then the Holy, I'm like, Holy Spirit, come on, man. Well, look, you want me to do this thing, but look at me. I am completely courage deficient. I am so broken by my past. And the Holy Spirit, how many people know the Holy Spirit's your helper? The Holy Spirit says, how how does a person get a spirit of addiction on them? I said, well, you know, if it's a a drug addiction, you know, they, they, you know, smoke a little bit of, you know, dacky weed and then maybe they go up and they, after a while, their body enjoys the high and the rush. And then he goes, okay, so the the sin came first. I said, the sin came first. Because how does a person get, you know, addicted to you know, pornography said, well, they start looking at it and the body gets high and then they, he says, so, so the sin comes first, sin comes first. He says, how does, you know, person become an alcoholic? I said, well, you know, the same thing, you know, they, they, they reach out to, you know, a drink to medicate and numb. He goes, so the action comes first. I said, yeah. He says, the action comes first, then the spirit comes. He said, if you want a spirit of courage, You've got to do the action first. I'm like, hang on, whoa, 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 time out already. No, no, I want, I want it the other way around. If you give me a spirit of courage, then I'll do it. And God says, that's not obedience. He says, I need you to do it, and then the spirit will come. I need you to do it. Do it when you don't have the capacity. Do it when the feeling's not there, the power doesn't feel there, the strength doesn't feel there. If you do it, the spirit will come. If you do it, the anointing will come. One of of the most kindest of all the compliments that we've got or, you know, is, you know, Jürgen, you were so courageous in 2020. And it still messes with me because I know that I didn't have that courage. That courage wasn't put in. That courage wasn't there growing up. It was a courage that God put me in a situation where I had to confront and I did not have it within me. And the Holy Spirit says, if you will do, the Spirit will follow. If you will do, what things do you need to do that maybe the feeling's not there, the strength isn't there? Courage. This year, make a decision. I'm launching out in faith. I'm trusting God at a new level. And I am going to be like Joshua and be strong and courageous because you shall divide the promised land. You're not going to failed to launch this year you've got all your launch requirements the three greatest launch requirements faith trust courage come on let's stand to our feet let me pray over you as we welcome pastor rick coming back lift your hands high to heaven say these words say heavenly father i thank you this year 
is going to be the boss daddy year. The greatest year of my life. Devil, I declare to you every ceiling, every limitation, every dysfunction, every disqualification you've thrown at my life is coming down. I'm tearing it apart. This year, I'm launching out in faith. I'm trusting my heavenly Father at a new level. This year, I will be courageous. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on.